Welcome to Thrive in Business Together with Nikki and Ness. We would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of country, the Yuggera and Wurundjeri people of Brisbane and Melbourne respectively, where Nikki and I both work and live. What an episode we have for you today where Ness and I chatted with the one and only Beck Chapel. Beck is an effervescent whiteboard lover. Who doesn't love a good whiteboard? She is a brand gatekeeper and a marketing strategist whose mission is to amplify brands, create clear strategies, and magnify messaging without adding to the overwhelm, which is exactly what we talked about today. We really dived deep into how can we avoid the overwhelm with our marketing you know, you're a busy business owner, despite having a team, it can be a lot. So what are the things to consider to cut through the noise? Now, Beck has over 14 years experience working in marketing in a variety of different ways. So she knows a thing or two about planning and executing strategies that work. And we really picked her brain today about what are the things to think about or look out for if you are looking at outsourcing your marketing? When is the right time? Is it the right thing to outsource or keep it in internally, insourcing, if you like? And, you know, what are the things to consider around that? Now, we loved talking to Beck about this because her passion comes through. Her why is to remove the stress and overwhelm. And this really came through in our conversation. Beck loves demonstrating that marketing strategies don't need to be overcomplicated. They don't need to be over budgeted or over fluffy. And they really need some humanity and consistency. And this was a really great human conversation with a marketing guru or expert. And the biggest thing that I think you'll take away from today is that there's some actionable insights, some tips that you can start to implement into your business straight away. So we trust that you will enjoy this episode just as much as we enjoyed bringing it to you. Okay. Well, as you know, Beck, we're all about helping business owners and teams thrive in business without the burnout. I love So that. what we would really love to ask you with this lens of marketing, where it feels like as a business owner, we have so much to consider in marketing. There's social media, there's email marketing, there's SEO, there's just like LinkedIn, there's just like so many kind of touch points that we need to be tapping into in order to be able to be seen by our potential clients and stay in touch with our clients. What is it that you would say is the best advice to someone to not burn out whilst in the process of trying to figure out how to do their marketing? Yeah, I totally hear you with this because I think one of the main things people come to me for when like they sit down with me is it's like, I just don't know where to start and what should I be following? There's just so much I could be doing. And it's entirely true. There is so many elements to marketing now. Like, you know, back when I started, digital marketing was only a new thing. (laughs) That's not (laughs) telling my age, but it's, you know, now there's so many different social media channels and there's email marketing and there's, should I be making lead magnets? And should I have a podcast? Should I be on YouTube? Like, what the hell should I be doing? Should I be doing Facebook ads? There's just so many things and it is entirely overwhelming. I have no doubt that for, even for me as a marketer, like, you know, trying to stay on top of all of these things, it is totally overwhelming. And I think the number one tip that I would say for any business owner out there is it comes back to what are you selling? Like, are you a service? Are you a product? Like, what are you putting into the market? And who are you trying to attract? 
because mm-hmm. instantly, and I remember you guys, like we all had a conversation about this once because you're like, Beck, like I'm pulling my hair out about, you know, like what should we be doing and stuff? And the number one thing is if your people, if you, the person that you want to attract is not in a channel or they're not going to be Googling for you, they're not going to be on TikTok, they're not going to be on Instagram, then don't be there. Do not spend time and energy and money because your time is money as well, because this is how we get into burnout because at 11 o'clock at night, we're sitting on our couch trying to create content for the day, putting into the realm of social media at 11 o'clock at night when no one else is there because everyone else is in bed, (laughs) hopefully. (laughs) You know, it's the one thing I say is like, do not spend time and energy and money in channels that you know are not going to help you attract clients like you want to work with. And it's okay to decide who you want to work with as well. That's really great advice. And what I love about that is that this also looks at, you know, when you're looking at your ideal client, it is about the different marketing channels. What I'm hearing you say is you don't have to be all things to all people. You don't have to be everywhere because also your ideal client isn't everywhere and they're not going to see you. So you're busting your guts, trying to be everywhere, putting this pressure on yourself and it's wastage. It's a waste of time and it's a waste of message and marketing. And the other thing I think that's really important in that is that when we're working with our ideal clients and have that laser focus, that actually avoids another area of burnout, like working with the types of clients that actually aren't what we're here to serve or who we're here to serve. So there's so many different layers in that, Beck, that you share around that ideal client piece. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. Because I think the other thing that's really important is your clients might be everywhere, but it doesn't mean they're buying everywhere. Mm. So. Yeah, sure. They may be doom scrolling Instagram. I mean, most of us do it. <laughs> or they're on Facebook. And But are they on those platforms at the point where they're thinking about purchasing your product or service? And if the answer to that is no, then don't be there selling to them at that point because you're just going to actually irritate them. Mm-hmm. Be in, And people would say, oh, but what about branding? People need to see you seven times. That's great. They need to see you seven times when they're in the frame of mind of buying you. Mm-hmm. Not in the frame of mind of, and like, look, it is good to be in front of them sometimes when they're not tuned in, but you will get that naturally anyway, if you know, you're doing other things where you know that you're able to reach them. But, you know, I don't know about anyone like you guys, but my Instagram feed these days is just everyone selling to me Yeah, because I'm a business. Obviously I follow yeah. a lot of businesses. I want to support a lot of businesses. And last week I was driving to training and I was thinking, how do businesses cut through that noise? How do we stand out? How do we be different? Because there's just so many people doing the same thing in the same place. Yeah. And of course, it's going to feel overwhelming. And of course, it's going to feel like I can't get cut through. But the truth is that you can if you're doing the right stuff at the right time in the right channels and really harnessing your energy so that the content you put out there is a million and one percent, not mm. half up. Oh, I can't say. Can <laughs> half appled, yes. Half appled. <laughs> and here I was like, I've got Nathan nephew, I cannot say. Half appled content that is, you know, like you're just putting it out there for the sake of putting content out there. Because yes. I tell you, you're better off and there is so much study behind this now, the algorithms don't need you posting every single day. They mm-hmm. don't need it. They don't want you there every single day. Like sure, they the platforms tell you that they do, but you can still definitely grow an audience that converts by only showing up several a few times a week, but having really high quality content that they want to digest. Yeah. 
There's so much in what you've said, Beck, because I'm hearing that, you know, there's almost this permission which feels really enlightening to say you don't have to do all the things. Like I remember when Reels came in and Nikki and I like, we can't do this. <laughs> yeah, totally. I hate Reels so and, much. you know, the idea of TikTok just like, I don't even think, I think my kids would be horrified if I ended up on TikTok. <laughs> it's like, no, mum, you're an embarrassment. <laughs> so, you know, that's out. So, but the reality is, it just relieves so much pressure. And I think the difference between an established business that's been around for a while, you know you're great at what you do, you're building a team, your business is growing, is really different to the mindset of somebody who's just starting out. Because I think that I have to be everywhere is really the mindset of a new business. You start, you compare with everyone and, oh, they're on TikTok, so I've got to be on TikTok. They're on Instagram, so I've got to be on, you know, all this kind of overwhelm that can come as part of it. And I think at the stage where we know our product, we know who our client is, it really is that more sophisticated way of looking at it. I love that you described it well, because I'm on Instagram for dating advice and funny memes and and all the things that I love just sharing with uh, Nikki or my sister or my kids or whatever. I'm not there necessarily to buy because I'm not on it very often. So that's so true. People are in different places and different mind or frame of mind for the different audience. So I guess the next question then that would come to mind for me is, okay, so I know what my message is. I kind of know who my client is, but I don't know where to find them. Yeah. I don't know where they hang out. Is this just like the million dollar question if you had a dollar for this every time someone <laughs> asked you to be like a bazillionaire? I think like, okay, there's two different scenarios here. There's the frantic startup. Totally agree with you. And I love what you said. Like you are right. Businesses that have been in business for much longer, obviously they're very like, they're like, yep, we know thyself. But businesses in startup phase, it's like, how do I find everyone? Mm. And I think ask, like we forget to ask because we think that's failure or we think that that's proving that we don't actually know the people or we don't have something worth selling to them or whatever it is. For businesses that are well-established, you need to be asking your customers and you need to be listening to your customers because they hold for you all of the tips and tricks to meet your new customers. Like they're already telling you everything you need to know. You don't need to pay someone to market research that. You know, Mm -hmm. and you just need to tune into them. But totally hear this like frantic, how do I grow my business? Where are they? Of new energy. And I think someone said to me, and it really stuck with me when I started my business, it was you already know your first client. You already know your first customer because the truth is our networks are bigger than we think and you can find that perfect customer as someone that you've already kind of known, especially if you're in service. This is probably more for service businesses. Troll your LinkedIn or especially if you're in B2B, troll your LinkedIn or, you know, like find someone. The other tip I give for people is if you're in, if it's not as simple as B2B service, because I personally find B2B service really easy. That's where I've lived <laughs> most of my life. So it's really slack of me to say it's easy, but those people like LinkedIn, your first customer is there. You've connected with them. You've had rapport with them before there. But for someone that's not sort of in that area, the thing I say is, I mean, by all means, have a look at your competition. You need to know who they are, but go find someone that has the market that you want that sells something different to you and see how they've found the market because they're not your competition. So you're not literally like fighting with them for it, but your competition has got keys and tips and tricks for you as well, by the way, there's nothing wrong with looking at them and then going, thank you for leaving those breadcrumbs. I'm going to use it this way. But Mm -hmm. so does someone that's after the same because your market's not unique to your product or service. 
someone else is going to be marketing a product or service to them as well that's different to yours. And those people that have successfully nailed that market, they've left breadcrumbs. You just have to be curious and go find them. I love that the breadcrumbs. I mean, that also then lends itself to another conversation around the sales opportunity and that connecting with them potentially. Offer, anyway, that's a whole other sales <laughs> sort of filter. We'll just bring it back. You know, Beck, we can't help ourselves. Sales well, yeah, but no, but it does. You can collab yeah. with these people yes, too, right? Yes, exactly. If they've got your market, collab with them. Yeah. They've already but- done the groundwork for you. Exactly. Find the people out there that are servicing the same market, same segment, non-competing services. And then, yeah, beautiful. See how you can connect. I also love in this the pattern. Actually, the approach that you're talking about is very similar, whether it's frantic startup phase or established. It's look at who you already have. If you have one client, you have somebody that you can listen to and you can see where they're hanging out and you can look at their behavior. If you have 10 clients, 20 clients, as you grow, don't get lazy with this. Actually keep checking in and seeing where your people are and where they're hanging out so that you can get in front of them. And I wonder, you know, one of the things as well that we find with the types of businesses that we work with, they're at that tipping point. You know, as Ness said, they've got their a bit more established. They might have a team. At what point do we need to be thinking as the business owner, okay, it's time to actually outsource, you know, this, or, you know, we were talking about insource, which obviously isn't a word, but in-house or outsource, (laughs) outhouse, whatever, (laughs) insource and outsource, you know, or get the team to do it versus, you know, actually getting a professional, whether it's a full-time employee that is working on the marketing internally or outsourcing to a professional and expertise. Because I imagine there's a lot of either I'll just do it myself, I'll tick the list and then it's not necessarily quality content or I might get my team to do it, but what's their expertise and skills? So what are some insights around when is the right time to actually go, I need expert assistance, either, you know, externally and start outsourcing versus insourcing? I love insourcing. <laughs> I'm, we're coining that. Thank you. This is a very wide question because there's so many elements to it. Marketing is a department. It is not mm-hmm. a person. Okay. And I've just coined that today because I'm like, you know, I'm on a roll today. <laughs> Are you stuck in the busy trap or on Juggle Street being all things to all people despite having a team? Or perhaps your business is feeling chaotic. Head over to businesstogether.com.au forward slash resources for a whole bunch of free goodies that help you get time freedom back, experience peak performance and leverage smart growth in your business. And if you're ready for us to help in a more hands-on way, email us at hello at businesstogether.com.au and let's chat. So Maybe that's the title of the podcast. Yeah, okay. Insourcing, marketing is a department. I like that. (laughs) Because the thing about marketing is you cannot expect someone to do every element of it. So depending on your where you know you need to target and what you need to focus on, you need a specialist in that area. Sure, find an all-rounder. But it's kind of similar, like you wouldn't get a plumber to do what an electrician needs to do. You're just not going to do it. So don't expect marketing to be the same. We are all very different and unique. Treat us like that. (laughs) We're humans (laughs) and not robots. Well, the problem is like I think most people that have started out in marketing are probably all-rounders, especially if they've been in smaller businesses. So bless, it's a great way to start out, but then find your expertise, right? Like now hone in on it. So if you're looking to grow SEO, you need an SEO specialist, outsource that tomorrow. Like don't be trying to do that in-house. And yes, it's expensive. And yes, it's a long game. Set the expectation. 
If it's website development, yes, outsource it. (laughs) Don't do these things that require very highly skilled people and people that have incredible experience and they're studying constantly. Don't expect someone internally that's never done it before to just be able to pick that up and run with it or train them if you're going to. With like the social media and the content side of things, I definitely think that there's a few ways you can do this, right? I started out as a receptionist doing the marketing. So I'm all for companies doing that. What I wish I'd had different was a mentor or a coach or someone to help me. I went and sought out my own study, but I think as a business, if you're insourcing, (laughs) make sure (laughs) you win now. Support your team because let me tell you, if you develop them and you grow them, they're going to be so damn passionate that like you're going to end up with the best marketer you could ask for. And they're not, they haven't done a degree. They haven't come from some big agency. If you've got people in your team that are showing interest in this and also ask the question, do you want to grow and develop in this space? Let's go find your marketing coach or marketing mentor. There's plenty of them out there. I do it. Yeah. Plug. Plug. <laughs> What's your website again? Show notes, show notes. Check the show notes. <laughs> but the other thing is also like, you know, with that as well, it could be a case of you work with a strategist and you build a strategy and then the person internal ex- executes it. Or yeah. you may not have enough team or anyone in the team that wants to do it. That's fine. Don't force some poor person to do it that has no love for it. Yeah. Outsource it. Because the thing with marketing is it should have a return investment. You should see growth. Yes, it's not going to happen overnight. Set the expectation. You are looking at three to six months before you see, unless you're throwing a lot of money behind AdWords instantly and yours is an industry where that's going to work, marketing takes time like anything. You cannot just start posting to social media. and Sure, you may get an influx, be like, oh, hey, I haven't seen you for a while. And the thing is also if you're going external, support them. So do not expect mm. them to just pull content out of the sky. See, that was a PG but That's great. Thank you. Um, well done. So they, like you got to support them because yeah. they're an extension to your team. Treat them that way. But also support them in getting your team involved. I'm actually, this is something I'm really going to start talking about this year as Beck, the marketer, is marketing's internal. Whether you like it or not, your marketing succeed, like it will either succeed or fail, depending on internal, whether that be you, you're the business owner, it's just you and your business, your marketing depends on you, or whether it's you and your team. If your team's not on that journey, you're going to get nowhere with it. Because, you know, and I I use the (laughs) metaphor that marketing without having your team involved is like planning a wedding that your partner doesn't know you're even engaged. (laughs) Literally, it's the same thing. Yes. Absolutely. That's the different, that's the way I would, it's a very long answer to. There's so much gold in that. And what I'm hearing that this distinction around marketing as a department. Yeah. So if you're a business person who's feeling overwhelmed by doing it all yourself, it's a shift in thinking. It's like break the cycle of the thinking that you have to do it all yourself and start to look at, well, if it's a department, how do I create my voice, whether I outsource it in-house, insource it, outsource in-source it, it. <laughs> or do it myself? But it seems crazy the way that you've just talked about it that any business owner would actually take on that responsibility of doing it themselves and could potentially be why they're up at 11 o'clock at night burning the candle and hating it. So how is your mm. voice being heard by yes. people reading it if you are exhausted and it's another thing you have to do? So 
And what I would say, I'm going to, I'm going to, sorry, can I butt in? I'm going to say with that, because some people aren't at a point where they can outsource it. Okay. Mm -hmm. But get the help, get a marketing strategist, get that person in to give your plan, get whoever it needs to be. It could be a social planner and they just help you with how to kind of plan it. It could be your business coach, but get someone to help you understand how to go to market. Yeah. Yeah, because, because that's yes, more important than just getting the posts out there or getting it out there. It's just 100%. like the, the strategy, which is always about, you know, like looking at the purpose, what purpose we're we in business, what purpose we're we doing marketing for, what's the purpose of the money that we make, you know, all the things in business, we need to figure out what that purpose is. Yeah. So I love and that. And honestly, I would, I'm going to say a pretty bold statement here. Yeah. <laughs> You're better off doing no marketing and just doing networking and engagement if your marketing doesn't have purpose and intention behind it and it's just going to add to the noise because you will just feel so sad when it gets no it doesn't get you anywhere and you're yeah. going to be like marketing doesn't work and that's why people I'm more than happy for people to throw that statement around because it's true unintentional mm. marketing doesn't work yeah I really think that that's such an important distinction because also having been in sales and we've had conversations around this the amount of times that I've heard marketing doesn't work, the marketing doesn't work. Well, the marketing could be working people, but it might be the skills of your salespeople or the, you know, what's happening with those leads, or it could just be fine tuning and tweaks. And I think what really stands out for me here is that analogy of you wouldn't get an electrician to fix your plumbing. I mean, so business owners out there, if you're not, you know, are you putting yourself in that situation, trying to be all things to marketing, but it's not about completely disassociating from responsibility or, you know, the purpose and passion behind it, because it is still internal, like you're saying, where you still need to have, uh, you know, you can't expect someone to come in externally and just not know your brand and know your voice and know your message. You're the one that's passionate about that. So how do you work with whether you outsource, whether it's your team members, whether it's a combination, how do you still play a role in that, but you don't have to do it all. You don't have to be the plumber and the electrician and the builder and the everything. It's how can you just come in and build your, you know, put your cherry on top, I guess. Time is flying. We could talk about this forever. (laughs) which is not surprising. And I actually have no idea how long we've been talking. So I think we might, (laughs) I'm not sure if anyone else here has, but I think we might go, we like to end our episodes with a key question because, you know, as you know, we're all about thriving in business without the burnout. And a part of that is understanding what are the cycles that we need to break and, you know, in business, in life, in marketing. So what is one action, you know, an actionable action? There you go. There's another another one that you would invite our listeners, people that are listening to this, these busy business owners, what's one action you would invite them to take to start breaking the cycle of what could be holding them back with their marketing? Wow. I think stop looking at what other people are doing mm. because mm. I think the biggest trap is and like Instagram has a lot to answer for this in people's personal lives, professional lives, all of it. It's a show reel. And even when people are showing you videos of them crying about their day, it's still a show reel. And they're doing that for a purpose, by the way. Like we're all there for the same purpose and just embrace that when you go on that platform. And the other thing I would say is like to avoid the burnout, because I know that's so passionate for you guys and it's passionate for me because I've been there. Just don't be always on. Yeah. Like you don't need to scroll Instagram after 6 p.m. for your business. Have have set time in your day 
or your week where you are intentionally on social media, but don't let it eat into you. You need a private life. Even if it's like, I live me and my dog. So <laughs> I have to get a lot of hobbies outside of me and my dog. <laughs> but, you know, it could be so easy for me to sit on the couch and work, but I have a very strict turn off time and I will not even check my professional Instagram after that time. Yeah. And I think if more people did that, there'd probably be less burnout. I love that. So don't get sucked in. We can have boundaries, which is something that we talk about a lot, you know, boundaries in different areas. Have some boundaries around your time that you're spending on socials. I love that you don't even look at your, you know, professional socials after a certain time. And that's a really easy, well, that's an action that people can take. Depending if it's easy will depend on their current cycles. Yes, You can actually set your phone so that it um, limits access. Yes, yes. Yeah. Beautiful. Amazing conversation. Oh, sorry, Nick. Yeah. Amazing conversation. You've even got me thinking about our own department (laughs) when it comes to our marketing. So you are going to spark a conversation between Nikki and I this afternoon. Yes. And hopefully through many of our listeners that are going to go back and perhaps have this conversation with people that they work with or with their business coach or yeah, it's so good. Thanks so much, Beck. I love that. I'm so glad you got that from it. Oh, so much. Actually, yeah, I, want, I can't wait to go back and listen to this episode, actually, because uh, I want to be reminded of some of the cool things we talked about. Beck, where can people follow you? You are awesome at the strategy. You're awesome at so many cool things that we covered off already. Where should people come and look for you? I think probably LinkedIn and Insta are my two main ones. You can find me on Instagram at Beck underscore chapel. I am a double P, double L. And if you're a cricket fan, that means a lot to you. Okay, um, great. <laughs> no idea what you're talking about. But oh, awesome. Uncle Greg. I know Uncle Greg. <laughs> See, thank you. And then also on LinkedIn, I'm Beck Chapel. Same spelling. So yeah, you can find me there. And then of course I've got my podcast too, which you lovely ladies came on, which is Marketing Espresso. So if you want to hear me, I do swear. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we may evolve there. Who knows? The night that it's young, you know, it's young. <laughs> Highly recommend follow back, listen to her yeah. podcast, and you may even see some gorgeous photos of her beautiful little puppy. Yeah, oh, he's pretty amazing. cute. So cute. <laughs> thank you so much, everybody, for listening. And thank Thanks. you so much, Beck, for joining us today. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to today's app. If you loved what you heard, find us on LinkedIn and let us know what you enjoyed. Also, don't forget to rate and review. And of course, share this episode with your biz besties. Ness and I are obsessed with helping you break through your business and life barriers to get you to your next frontier of growth. We bring two business minds and two perspectives into your business. As the magician, I help connect the dots, see the possibilities and the hidden potential. And as the architect, Ness turns those possibilities into practice, implementing plans and frameworks. Because let's face it, every vision needs a practical pathway to success. We offer business health checks, taking you from chaos to clarity in just 30 days. Are you curious to find out more? Send us an email or go old school and give us a call. All our details are in the show notes and on our website. Until next time, happy listening and here's to thriving in business and life.